Welcome, friends, to Tacked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Adol. Hey! And Lucy! Hi, we're all back together again. Exactly, all three of us. Hooray! With good news. It's been a while. With good news from a certain someone whose certain job they had to certainly look at again. Um, no, I mean, this is slightly different, right? Because this okay. is, um, I had a one-year contract that today I would have had to apply to get that one-year contract again, mm. because yesterday was the interviews for the permanent version of my job, which I didn't have to interview for the one-year extension because they offered it to me before the interview. Hooray! Yeah! So I am permanently employed in academia, which is uh, no small feat. No, absolutely not. Something you've been striving for for... Uh, a significant oh, amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Just being employed is a feat in this That's day. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, not unless you listen to certain CEOs of certain companies, uh, not gaming or beer related in any way, who basically say people should be happy they've got jobs. Oh. How, how dare How dare people think they've got the power um, to dictate what they want from jobs rather than them just being lucky they've got one. Anyway. Oh my god, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. It, the, the guy who was which saying... Which one? Because I'm not sure which one. He said what we, what we need so is, is more higher unemployment yes. so employees don't get uppity because they should know their place, basically. Yep. yep. Who said that? I can't write down CEO of um, a property development company. CEO. Because uh, of course. That's even worse, yeah. Yes. It's like, you are already... Scum. Doing bad, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Millionaire CEO surprises no one by being dickhead. Um, mm-hmm. Let's drink some beers this week. Um, I'm going to open up a beer. Uh, I, I've been around the houses uh, up and down the country with a few of my beers over recent weeks. I am in Bristol today for a collaboration beer between two uh, heavy hitters in Bristol. This is New Bristol Brewery and Arbor. Um, it's a very green can. Um, it's a, li- a key lime Pie PA um, called mm. Whose Lime Is It Anyway? Sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm going to start putting little things on the, on the bears. Uh, it's 6%. It's a lime infused milkshake IPA brewed in collaboration with our good friends at New Bristol Brewery. Uh, most of Arbor's beers are vegan. This is not, it has lactose in it. And they let you know because they've got a stamp that they've clearly had to put on because um, it's not a standard element on their labels. Lucy. What are you drinking, mm. Well, I like beers that say double and triple. Nice, yes. And this is a triple dry hot uh, Citra, Azaka, and Enigma dipper. Um, I don't believe it has a name, but it is brewed by Arthur's Brewing uh, in collaboration with Finback. Uh, nice. Uh, I'll read it little bit of uh, flavor text. Um, In this dipper we went with the grain bill of a lager malt complemented by oats and wheat. During during and after fermentation with London Fog, we dry hop this beer with Enigma, Citra and Azaka hops. So, my beer today. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and it's um, 8... Yeah, just 8%. Is this uh, Arpus, uh, an American brewery or a, a US brewery? No, they're in Latvia. Oh wow! Latvia. Okay. Yeah. Mm. 
So they did a... Uh, I think they went to... Yes, they first collaborated when they went to the USA in 2022. Um, but then back in Latvia, they've uh, brewed a double IPA as opposed to the uh, just an IPA when they were in America. Nice. So. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Adam, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking, uh, kind of like last week, uh, I'm drinking one of the um, Vault City Five Years mm. of Sour Beers, but this time it's release number three, which I had the pleasure of having on tap at uh, the Holy Grail here in Durham. It's the collaboration with Polly's. It's the even cloudier double dry hopped hard lemonade. So it's uh, 11%. Wow. Nice. Uh, sour with Citra, Motueka, Nelson Sauvant, and Amarillo. So... <clears throat> Imagine a blissful sip that transports you to a warm summer's day. An ultra-refreshing sour beer to quench your thirst in the scorching sun. That's exactly what our collaboration with Polly's delivers. In honor of our fifth birthday, we've taken the incredible taste of our original double dry hop cloudy lemonade and cranked it up a notch. Lemon juice and zest pair perfectly with our mixed fermentation-based beer, while Citra, Motueka, Nelson Savant, and Amarillo amplify the strong citrus and tropical fruit character in this hazy, dry hopped sour. Nice, good, good. Yeah, it's been a, it's what? been a minute since we've had legit paragraphs flavor text. Yes, I was gonna say it's legit been a minute since I had a sour. Mm. Oh man, it's been like thirty-five. Just not, not into them these days. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the pub celebrating my job earlier. Yes, yes, as yeah, you should have been. But maybe maybe just haven't had the weather for it this year. I don't know. It's been miserable all year round. Sure, yeah. sure. And those those hot sort of days are few and far between. When actually you want something maybe a bit more kind of crisp and refreshing, rather than something that's going to kind of puck you up that that little bit. Yeah. Whereas if we'd been drinking uh, lagers and things all summer and pales and things, you you want that difference um, that mm-hmm. a sour kind of brings. Yeah, yeah, I get that completely. Um, this Arbor New Bristol beer is very limey. On the nose, like it, it, you know, yes, it's a key lime pie IPA. It's 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 telling you with its can color, it's going to be full of lime, but it really is on the nose. That's it's massive on there, but you do get a little bit of sweetness as well, which I would assume is the kind of the lactose. Um, maybe a bit of a combination of hops giving me something a little bit kind of not necessarily fruity, maybe a bit more malt forward. The hops sort of taking a bit of a back step, maybe, um, but could just be the lactose in there giving me that sweetness. I assume because it's a milkshake IPA, it might be you know, big in that department. Mm. Milkshake. Wow, IPA. that's a novel mm. one. It's maybe a little bit lighter in color than my camera is is giving off at the moment. Uh, but it's sort of a little bit of a bronze, um, very hazy, didn't have much head to it, but it's really limey um, in the flavour, but not like not just lime. You're getting that milkshake IPA in the background. You're getting a little bit of creaminess. You're getting a little bit of the, the sweetness from the lactose as well. It's balanced out quite nicely. There's maybe a little bit of... Um, interesting that they've gone with a milkshake IPA rather than, say, like a pastry dessert... IPA, whatever those kind of ones are, 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 are sort of called these days, um, because it's a little bit sort of 
a touch kind of pastry sweetness. It's it's dipping between that kind of slight creaminess um, and and a little bit of maybe slightly more malty sweetness in there. Um, but it kind of makes your tongue tingle a little bit as well. And that citrus, that lime kind of really hits. It just fades away very nicely to give you these other flavours in there as well. As I say, it's not too kind of mouth parking, it's not too hitting. It's not sort of, you know, I've just sucked a lime and it's absolutely hit me. This is balanced very, very nicely. Mm. I'm going back to it far too quickly. Um, it's a little dry, uh, but not too dry. It doesn't kind of dry me out too much. I feel the need to have to go back to it, which is nice. Um, it's just kind of just wet enough that I'm going back to have that sort of flavor experience rather than oh, I have to have another bit. You know, it's not too chewy, it's not too dry, it's not dragging me back to it, which is great. Um, cool. I'll return to this later. Lucy, you know, like you're enjoying it, you've got your nose stuck in your glass for a fair, uh, fair yeah. while. Yeah, because I, I was like, ooh, it, it smells like a, a little bit smoky. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Oh, what is that? And then it smells nice, though, because because at first I was just getting like you know all that citrus, all the um, citrus fruit, tropical fruits, mm-hmm. orange, mango, papaya, mm. those kind of smells. But yes, it has an underlying, um, slightly smoky smell to it. Nice. And um, as a uh, I did have a look. Well, it says London fog. Why is London fog? What are the um? A few people use London fog these days, don't they? Um, it's kind of one of the bigger yeast strains, I think. Yeah. Around. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people have used that as their kind of like their base mm. strain. Hmm. There's something that definitely smells smoky. But uh, anyway. The fog. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just creep, it's creeping smoke. in, just coming under the door behind you. Like just yeah. follows the beer everywhere it goes. Or maybe, um, maybe it's the malts that I'm mm. smelling. Um, and the what was this? Was this with um, lager malt, uh, complemented by oats and wheat? So mm. maybe, maybe I'm getting a bit mm. of that. Yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful looking beer. I mean, it poured with like, like well, a reason I've only. The beer's only up to here because it poured with literally that much mm. So, um, but yes, really nice white, fluffy, frothy head. And yeah, it's, it is just a block of colour. Just pure. Yeah. Color, so. Nice. Just what you want. Mm. Yeah, when I was pouring it out of the can, it was just like, ooh, that looks velvety. And it is. It's very pillowy. Good. Pillowy soft. Ooh. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm just going to enjoy this <laughs> <laughs> You lot carry on Fair No, this is good Fair. Nice, nice look great Come back to it at the yeah, end you could, you... <laughs> No, it's alright, I'll carry no, on um, Can't tell it's 8% It's um, I, I think it's got, it's got a lot of body So I think that's probably the, the, the telltale sign That it's like, this is probably A bit, um higher in the ABV, mm. but in terms of like, oh, maybe getting a little bit of alcohol 
burning sweetness at the end of the taste, but drinking it, it's, um, you know, those, those first few seconds after the taste, it's like, oh, we'll probably nail it somewhere around a, around a 6%, because it's not in your face, the alcohol, okay. so it's very dangerous, like, you could knock this back easily. Nice. And just be like, hmm, oh yeah, it's 8%, but yeah, just really fruity, really fruity, it's got a nice bit of bitterness, um, but yeah, it's got that malty backbone. Um, as I say, I don't know why I'm still getting this like smoky kind of. It isn't just the aroma; it's the taste as well. Mm. It's, it's got a slightly smokiness to it, which is weird but very nice at the same time. Good. That sounds really good. I don't think I've ever had anything from Argus. Mm, I think I have once before or something. Um, maybe once or twice before, but nothing that stands out in my mind. But yeah, it, it, that's a really nice mm. beer. It's it is like harkening back to the you know fruit bomb kind of mm. days where, but it's 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 not it's not overly sweet, which is good. It as I say, it's got a nice bit of bitterness. The multi backbone just tempers things down. So even though you're getting a nice bit of fruit, it's not overly sweet. Um, yeah, it's a really good beer. Perfect. I don't know if it's because I'm drinking. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's really good. If it's the... it's been at least a week, uh, which is far too yeah. long if you're on a beer podcast, in my opinion. To not have a drink. Well, I was going to say if it's been a so, yeah. if it's been a, a, a while, this is this seems like the perfect mm-hmm. first step back mm-hmm. in. Mm, good. Yeah. Good. But, but yeah, very good, very good. I mean, I, I like Finback beers. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think Arthur's are a bit, you know, unknown territory for me. So gonna have to seek out more of their more of their stuff. But yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Good. Good. And mm-hmm. um, Adam, we'll come to you for the Vault City. Vault City slash Polys, mm. which I had the beginning. That's how I started my celebratory session on tap. Okay. So I'm actually quite curious what it is and can. Already in the nose, it's a lot. Um, the zest, the lemon zest, comes off right away in a way that off tap it didn't. Um, which was the main thing that drew me to this beer. Is just like I wanted to feel up and zippy and that lemonade, as they call it, right? Uh, just that extra zest and um, mm. what is it? Uh, lemon juice and lemon zest. Um, just give it that like lemonadey feel. Was it a, a hard lemonade? Style? Yeah, it's the even cloudier, double dry hopped hard lemonade. Mm. So they basically worked with Polly's to make their um, cloudy hard lemonade punched up and woof. In the tin, it's a, it's that maybe it's because I've had a couple beers since the first one tonight, but this feels a lot crisper, a lot. That zest is really kicking through. Mm-hmm. We have that lemon juice. It feels like a lemony drink rather than a beer, which, of course, because it's a um, Vault City, we're not looking for standard beer markers. Yep. What I liked about this on tap was I was still getting a bit of malt on the back end, so just a li- just a hint of this isn't lemonade. It's a little beery, which is the balance I like. Um, here I'm getting a, that lemon juice is kind of... I have to look for that hint of... Um, malt beery taste a little more because that lemon juice is just that bit that much stronger in the can form versus the um tap Mm. it's very good 
now that I've had a couple of sips on my palate, the finish still has a bit of a beery uh, aftertaste, which is good because I wanted a beer, right? Sure. It's the, it's, the, it's the bit of the tension I have with things where Vault City is so good at what they do that sometimes it's like, oh, but, but at what point will I have the beer part? Um, and this, what I liked about this on tap, and, and now that I've had a bit on the tin, it's still there, is that it still has a bit of a beery finish, so you don't lose that while still having that. This is a like a strong lemon lemonade drink. Again, because it's double dry hopped, we're getting those hits of, um, especially the Citra and the Nelson Sauvage, I find, are the more of the forward hops. Okay. So it's like a lemon, it's like a lemon juice hit, but like you have those hoppy um hits as well though just hoppy tastes and so even though it's very lemon juice lemon zest forward you're still feeling the hoppy taste if not quite a beery taste so it still lives in that lemonade sphere um it's really really good if you can find this on tap it's fucking phenomenal um i'm not sure ending a day of having several very different beers at the pub and then coming home and having this 11% lemonade is quite the way I would do it normally just because now I'm ending with the least beery one. Mm. But also what's astounding about this and potentially problematic is there is absolutely no way you could tell this is 11%. <laughs> like it's viscous enough, right? But because it tastes mostly more like a lemon lemonade that has like some hoppy undertones, mm. like your regular beer dar of like, oh yeah, it's a bit it's a bit thick. Maybe it's strong. It's not there. It's like, oh yeah, this is like a lemony, zesty and cuz it's like that zest and that lemon juice, it's really crisp and like bright and so you're like, "Ah, good, tasty. I'll have another sip." Um and there's two reasons why you should push against that. One is it's 11%. You're going to hit the floor <laughs> if you just slam back a, a pint of it. Uh and two, having too many successive sips because that like that lemon juice and zest is so strong. And in that initial hip, you don't, the finish is quite long. And that's where the more interesting, like there's what, five hops, three hop, four hops, right? Mm. In there, in those hops and a bit of that maltiness come out only in that longer finish when you've let the zest and juice kind of fade. Mm. But if you keep going back for those sips in between, you're just not going to give that part of the taste time to breathe, so to speak. And it's it's really good. And it's why I liked this beer on tap and why i'm glad it's still the same in tin is that like if you want it as like a very crisp zesty hit you have it but also there is there are these layers of bitter hop flavors that open up in the finish so you can you can nurse it and get a very different experience because most of your time with it will be that longer finish yeah it's much more beery um but you can also just like take these big swigs of pow um, and then let it sit for a while. You can like do both, which is mm -hmm. really interesting. Nice, good, good. Um, I have to see if any of the bottle shops are around here are carrying any of the, the, the sort of the anniversary birthday beers. Um, but um, the two that you've described over the last couple of weeks both sound just really, really good. Um, and and you actually should look up what how many they're doing. I'm assuming yes. five, yeah. right? Um, if, yeah, it's five years, right? So yeah, you you would yeah. think you'd think five. Mm. Um, but no, that sounds really good. I haven't had a Vault City in time. So, uh, yes. In time. <laughs> good. Same. Good. Yeah. Um, let's drink these. I remember oh. when we got sent the Vault City beers. And oh, man. It, it, I remember that it was a hot summer, and I remember drinking it outside in the heat. Yeah. 
no such time this year. <laughs> yeah. Man, it was a summer too. I remember. When was that? Yeah. When did we have Andy on? That was like two years ago. Ah, uh, he could have been. I'm gonna go back. It was in lockdown. It was that. in lockdown. Uh, it must have been three years ago, right? Or lockdown-ish or something. So lockdown 2.0, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 260, <laughs> which yeah. was published on the 23rd, April 23rd. of April in t- 2021. So it would have it's been right birthday. at the when the walls started to come down, but we were like maybe distancing at tables outside only. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Gosh, how many years of my it's life? Like, oh, it's almost two and a half years ago. Yeah. Insane. Ooh, yeah. Insane. The Vault City five-year release oh, five was cool. a maple vanilla chalk chip scoop Ooh. with a draught theory. Oh, they're really fucking good. Mm, 13%. They're like one of the fucking best American breweries, at least in my opinion, a couple of years ago. I haven't had any of their beers for like a year or so, maybe. Uh, but yeah, they started getting well into like thick beers. Oh, I actually, beers at um, well. uh, the pub, they had just, they, this one went off and they put the uh, Strawberry Supernova, which is uh, Morse Luttle's, uh, the Dutch brewery, which is very good. Um Collab for for the fifth anniversary, which is actually the first release, and it's Strawberry Supernova, and it is like it. How many percent? I didn't even look. Ten point five percent, and it was more strawberry jam than strawberry, and it was mm. very very good. It, nice. Perfect for like a third, mm. a little thick, a little too strawberry for much more, but because it leaned a little more into that strawberry jam taste, it was it, it was good. 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 Um, yes, let's enjoy these beers and we'll move on to mm. games. Um, we've been talking, all of us, I think, so far, that our, our beers are very good from our first impressions, talking about good beer and stuff like that. I, I'm i going to just drag us back down to our miserable level um, mm. and talk about a miserable experience I have had with one of my favourite games ever. Uh, because I downloaded and played a very, very small amount of Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which... I knew it would be a Final mate, Fantasy. Mate, <laughs> mate, don't worry. I'm not going to talk much about playing it, because I didn't play that much of it. Um, but it's a new mobile version of Final Fantasy VII, which brings what? all of the games under kind of like one experience, oh, this- right? So Final Fantasy VII, hmm. um, Crisis Core... And uh, the first soldier, which was an MMO that Square made last year, and dropped what? incredibly quickly. Yep, yep. Uh, that just it doesn't exist anymore. It, it lasted for like six months or, or or a year, roughly, and they just don't support it anymore. Uh, but yeah, sounds like that. It's now a single player experience in this Ever Crisis game, and okay. the game started off well. The graphics look like the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So it's it's in that style to start with. The combat is in that style. And they've changed combat up a little bit. Your ATB gauge basically fills up. You've got like eight slots and three will do this move, four will do this move, five will do kind of this move. And you wait for it to fill up a bit and then you go, I'll do that one. Cool, wait for it to fill up a bit more. I'll do that bigger one. That kind of stuff. So combat seemed a little bit interesting. Um, and the game seemed interesting, or at least the story seemed interesting because... You start off with uh, Cloud 
slash Zach fighting Sephiroth and <laughs> not how the games Zach. begin. Yeah, right. I know, I know, I know you check out a little bit, Lucy, but it starts off no, it I'm starts just... off very strong. <laughs> Zach. Yeah, I know, yeah. It starts off strong and then jumps into the beginning sequence of Final Fantasy VII. But what it's done is it's and I think it's maybe more for the mobile version, it's shortened all of the sequences from Final Fantasy VII. So you're not kind of running around areas, getting into really random encounters, taking absolutely ages to get around to progress the story forward. You know? And mm. it's all in a bit of a chibi kind of aesthetic. Um, it looks quite good, but it, you know they've aimed for like mobile. I think this is aimed more at like an Eastern market than it is maybe over here. Um, and... I played the game through until you get to bombing the reactor. It's one of the like the first you know, oh yeah, bits that's like of the game. Not like, even an act. That's just like the. It's first not an act. It's not absolutely. It's the first chunk of the game, but it takes you a good maybe thirty minutes to yeah. get through all of that. This took me maybe five to get through because it has oh. cut so much of it. And I'm thinking, fine, Final Fantasy VII yeah. is a massive game. If they've done this and they have made smaller kind of almost like vignettes of different yeah, bigger like sections this is be perfect. reminded of the game and Absolutely. have this, and, and Absolutely. the story staying pretty strong right yes very much um but i got to the end of that section and it chucked me out to a menu and then basically said well done for completing this bit now you can do you can pick. You can either play the rest of Final Fantasy VII. You can go to Crisis Core, or you can play uh, this new thing in the First Soldier. And I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. That seems fine. You give people choice mm-hmm. about where they want to go. And then on the menu, it's like, hello, we've clearly got like five thousand different currencies in this game for you to to play with. Oh, you can you can draw stuff. There's a special event on now, and if you draw like ten times, you could get a five-star weapon for a character. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, they've made a gacha game, and they've kind of just wrapped wrapped a gacha game in Final Fantasy VII somehow. And it took me through like ten different screens of all of these different things. Not only that, it, it took me to one of these draw sequences. You had to go through it. And it crashed, and I had to go back into the game. And it didn't even take me to the draw sequence again. It was just like, oh, that's happened now. You don't get to actually see what was going on or what you got from it. And I'm like, no, no, don't need this. Uninstall. I thought I was going to get just, you know, just little five minutes, do a little bit of Final Fantasy VII of an evening. Five minutes, just fine. Progress through a bit, progress through. No, fuck that. (laughs) This is not a game for me in any way whatsoever um, I will just have to get a Playstation 5 and play the part 2 of the remake when that comes out if I want a fix or play the original game or go back and play or the, the remastered wait the 6 game. months until it invariably comes out on PC which they've already announced is going to happen <laughs> hopefully without all of the mobile shit that comes with it um, or the mobile version becomes the PC version at some point and it's just that it is the game that I actually wanted it to be but once again Square Enix have completely fucked it in my opinion for me maybe not for a lot of other people I don't know I don't know is there then there must be an audience out there for this there must be an audience and a a base of people who play these kinds of games 
doesn't really matter oh. that it's a Final Fantasy VII game, that they just want this kind of game. I think it's both, right? Like, gotcha mm. games work on people, right? One of the reasons I don't play them is because I've played a bit of them and realized that, like, I was thinking a lot of time in games I kind of didn't like, or, like, mm. um, the the biggest one that I played for a while was the, um, now, what was the tactics game that's on Nintendo? Fire Emblem? Yeah, the Fire Emblem gotcha game. Which, for the first, like, five, six hours, was just playing a Fire Emblem game. Yes. And then it was like, oh, now I have to do the grind and stuff. And mm. actually, I found myself doing the standard gotcha thing, which was logging in for the daily free stuff, etc. And, like, most of my time with the game was just doing that. And I wasn't actually playing a lot of battles. And then yep. I realized that even when I was playing the battles, I wasn't really enjoying it. Because it's just the, like, low-level immediate dopamine train. But people love that. But one of the reasons people love that particular one is because it's not random IP. It's Fire Emblem, right? Sure. Like, these things work because people get attached to the IP. Um, the thing is, is that RPGs are all gachas. They just get your time. And now... I mean, that's just, just, that's money just and things time. at that level of abstraction. Nah, that's all. That, that's what are podcasts? They're just time-based gacha no. games. No. <laughs> I get... I, Nothing wastes your time like an. I do. I do get what you're saying, Lucy. I understand. I do too. I'm just yeah. Being... <laughs> um, without the, I suppose at least an RPG, a a kind of linear, kind of not not even linear, but an open kind of single player based RPG, allows you a level of customization which doesn't, or at least doesn't seem random. I guess every loot drop from every enemy is potentially a randomized thing you know you get oh i killed an enemy i get four gold i've killed an enemy i get a breastplate or a new weapon or something you know mm. that happens in all kind of every game as a, as a as a sense of that um but it's more the do a thing and then come out to all of these menus have you got this sword i'm just saying if it wasn't for all you dweebs who like rpgs there'd be no such thing as grinding and there would be no such mm, thing as that is not true Grinding that existed fault. before RPGs. Mm, but yeah, the, the level up grinding mechanic is definitely a thing maybe. that has insidiously joined other... When, like, FIFA started having its dumbass story mode where you level up a dumbass kid, and it's like, ah, oh, mm. and, and, like, some of your stats were, like, popularity and all this crap, that's when I realized that RPG mechanics were, were, were a bit of a stain on gaming because you just don't need that your yeah. football game you, 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 you the problem is people loved it right i didn't mm. they did mm. but then it's the extra right it's the insertion of loot boxes and that kind of stuff within within those kinds of games like yeah but those, those things only they're work. called surprise mechanics, yeah, surprise mechanics. yeah so like between leveling up stats and then accessorizing like those are the two things that enable things like loot boxes and grinding mm. in other games because if there's no leveling up like Guess what you can't add loot boxes easily to? Super Mario Brothers 1. I'm sure you can. I mean, you can, but you'd have to, like, <laughs> like buy a mushroom at the beginning of a level. But you can't, like, make yes. Mario faster or bigger without changing the fundamental game, right? But, like, when you have a player that has variable stats that you can <laughs> either play to get experience change or buy crap or wear crap that will change their their attributes then it's just that that changing 
ability gives you a space to put a thing in that lets you change it for monies versus effort. That's all fucked. <laughs> so if you didn't have that shit in the game, you can't have a loot box, right? Like, sure, sure. Poor Dane. Well, I, I mean, you, you, <laughs> yes, yes, and I guess it's the whole idea of like level progression and being able to skip some shit and 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 that kind of stuff that. Uh, uh, like yes, and the the problem is that when it's designed as like level progression to make you feel rewarded for your work, that's good dopamine. I put the effort in, I figured this thing out. It's neat to not just like being good at Mario Brothers one, right? Is mm. great, but it involves just pure dexterous stuff. Mm. There is something unique about being good at a game where you are like changing the way the game reacts to you based on the things you've learned and the things you've unlocked. Which is neat and a, and is an evolved sense of gameplay that I'm not saying is better, but it's different, right? But the problem is when that that space opens that door for oh, but what if you could just give me money and I'll make it work? But of course, it's a false win because the whole point of why we like that type of gameplay is because we fucking earned it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, I mean, you know the you know the devil you were dancing with when you downloaded a Square Enix game. Mate, mate. Yeah. I mean, I, I but <laughs> no, there is no but. Square Enix are. I, mean, I don't know how they're still around, other than Final you, Fantasy, the MMO one that makes. I would imagine money. lots of money from Sony as well. Um, is is yeah. how they're still around. I mean, let's no, it's, pe- it's, it's obviously people like Ben who literally was like, oh, you know my favorite game of all time, Final Fantasy VII? I own it on seven platforms, but what if I buy download this mobile game? And then instead of Ben, they were like, ah, I'll just put money into this mobile game that is literally cutting out parts of the game I really love so I can play it with less time, even the whole point is playing the game I love. Like, it... Oh, that's good. I'm why the they're still battle. in business. Perfect. I've spent a thousand pounds. Is there actually pounds. a character called Zack? Yes. In, in yes. Yeah. Yeah. He he he's 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 okay. proto cloud. Yes. No, because when you like talking about cloud and Sephiroth and all these fantastical names, it's <laughs> just Zach. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Z A K. And there's Rupert. <laughs> Actually, Robert. There is a Rufus. Oh. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Even that's a bit too. Fantasy like, oh, a Rufus. Oh, Rufus. Oh, hello. I mean, there's I Sid, but it's C I D. I want an Ian in my life. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Gary. Just, you know what? Uh... No, yeah, Dave. Why has there never been a Dave in Final Fantasy? Not David, but Dave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's see... what you need. You need, like, Steve and Dave as the two protagonists <laughs> of Final Fantasy 17. I was like, can you imagine? It's and they oh meet, no, Dave! And, yeah, they meet Gary the Wizard, and uh, he sends them, on, <laughs> sends them on a quest. Like, yeah, absolutely. They'll be, they'll, they'll, they'll come over here soon. You know, that's, that's they're, they're looking at uh, British names, I would imagine, as they progress across the world with their different uh, stories that they want. I thought to they tell. made a British one that was like all medievally or something. Oh, there's definitely parts of. Um, Mm, I suppose it's... didn't it come out recently or something or, so or is it a six one? I think has like oh yeah that came yeah, out it did didn't come it? out it's, it's a, it came out this year um, sixteen never, not, I haven't heard a single thing I about don't think it's it. necessarily British but I think they had a look at like European stuff 
What is this? Sorry. For right. um, so like the themes, you know, it's very much set in kind of a more medieval um, kind of fantasy style sort of thing. Um, or at least I, I haven't played it. I don't know. Um, but that's the feel. Have you, that's have you like heard anyone talk about that game? I thought no. like it was a big deal when a Final Fantasy game came Absolutely. out. And it's I've meant not to be. heard it's anyone to be. talk see, about it. see lots of um, Instagram posts. Of people oh, being like, <laughs> okay. you know, that, that Square you Enix might. have that Square Enix have put out to very much sort of say, oh. look at how many people like our game, and it's like a couple of content creators like, oh my god, it's so good. Because I, I remember Final Fantasy Fifteen, and like people couldn't. I, you didn't you? I mean, I think it? I know that was a. There was. <laughs> there was a big discourse around fifteen, though. But y- because yeah, I don't know if it's because it took so long to come out or something. But it was a fundamental change one. to the way the combat system went, and it was yes. much more hack and right. slash. People called it the death knell of the JRPG. And to be honest, the discourse, the only discourse I've seen about sixteen is it's more of that, <laughs> but not yeah. good. It's not like I'm... a good <laughs> hack and slash RPG. It's just clearly a hack and slash yeah. RPG. Yeah, that's literally the only it's thing I've heard about. It. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's weird. I mean, if I was Square, I'd be a bit worried about that. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how stuff shakes out for them, right? Because obviously, they they got rid of all of their Western studios. They sold off a bunch of IP oh, yeah. last year mm-hmm. because they. I I mean, I don't know why they Very did insane. that. Maybe it's because of, you know. But they wanted to lean more into what they're making, maybe into more into the Jap- not necessarily the Japanese market, but more into the development teams mm. there and support for them and, and that kind of stuff, and consolidate a little bit uh, rather than being a bit broader and having publishing arms and all of that kind of stuff. But I would imagine it's because they just wanted to generate a bunch of money so they could start getting into blockchain and all of that sort of shit, which is which is Absolutely. what they said. Um, right, but, but by the time they it. had announced this sell-off deal, fucking NFTs had already crashed like fully oh, oh, cratered. Completely, completely, it was yeah. such a funny thing. It's like, what you didn't? How bad did you make this deal that you had no way of canceling it before announcing it? Because clearly, <laughs> this is just ruinous for your business. Yes, yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. When the cash cat, I, I imagine. It's probably sold a lot in the east, but uh, y- I mean, Western sales is probably um, where you want your cash cow to be cash cow. Potentially, and if it hasn't, then I did see. So. Let me try and find it. Uh, we will move on in a moment. Um, I won't. I, there's no way I'm going to find it. Uh, they did put out a post, um, Square mm. Enix, basically saying, "Hooray! It, like it's been downloaded like a million times in 24 hours or something like that." You know, like, <laughs> by the one person. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just uh, had to restart their PlayStation. Uninstall. Yeah, basically, right. Because yeah. it stopped halfway through. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that counts as eighteen installs. Um, but yeah, that's a, 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 let's move on from Square Enix and fucking just absolute carnage. Um, Lucy, did you have anything you wanted to discuss mm. this week? Um, I've played games. Mm. Good. I have played games. Let me get up my little spreadsheet Ooh. so I know which games I have played. Because it's more than one. Oh, wow, okay. Um, oh, yes, that's the one I wanted to uh, implore Adil to play. Ooh. Uh, have, you, have you checked out Venba yet? 
Uh, mm. I have. I have the. I, I have the code that I'm supposed to review for the website. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait. Next to week. Next week. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah. So actually, that that's a mild side effect. Um, I no longer have job precarity, and my brain is like, oh my god, video games. Um, <laughs> and that's at the top of my list. Nice. Yeah, it's it's literally only about an hour, so. Oh, is it? You can definitely yeah. So you can definitely crack on with that, and then. We can discuss it at a later date. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, that I played. Um, yeah, so last time I was on, we talked about the case of the Golden Knight. Mm. Since then, I played Vember. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at what else I played before. Uh, I want to talk to them about the big one, the biggie. Ooh. Well, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll come back to those. Right before we wrap up the podcast, okay, okay, um, which is right now, announced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, one of our shortest podcasts, but we're really Bye, keen everyone. to hear what Lucy yeah. says. We're gonna wrap up early. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you on the uh, in, in suspense. Okay. Mm. Um, but Chance of Senar um, is a game that I hadn't heard of uh, prior to maybe about two weeks ago. I think I saw a Game Informer, like, was it a preview or something? Um, and this is, I think it only came out, was it, was it last week or something? Um, I think there, there is still a demo available, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I downloaded the demo, played the demo to... You, you know when you get a good demo is when you play all the way through it and you're like, I'm already sold on this mm. game. I'm going to buy it, but I'm still going to complete the demo. Yeah. yeah. Even though my save is not going to transfer over, but I just want to keep playing it. Um, yeah, so that happened. Nice. And game, all games should have demos, because it works. Yeah. Makes people buy the games. Um, but yeah, it's it's a linguistic puzzle game, mm. I guess. Um, it's... Uh, the... It's sort of like the Tower of uh, Babel, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is there's. I think it's biblical. I'm guessing, but sorry, uh, you know, I'm a dirty Protestant. I don't know anything about <laughs> faith or sincerity or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just a hedonistic Protestant, I think. But anyway, <laughs> um, Church of England. I'm guessing that's Protestant because it's not Catholic. It definitely so. is. Yeah. I don't have, you know, a lot of self-loathing, so that means I'm not Catholic. Um, so, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just pick one of the other ones. <laughs> it's a necessary condition of being Catholic, but it's not necessary to yeah. be... It, being it doesn't mean you're a Catholic. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway, um, Tower of Babel is basically this um, fictional uh, tower where people, people at all different levels speak different languages and um you know it's all about well i don't know the bible story too much i know surface level what it is but i don't know it could be something about you know the fall of the decay of society with nobody talking to each other talking to each other communicating with each other or worshiping false idols i don't know all that bible stuff but it's basically people all have different uh, languages and they cannot communicate with, with one another. Mm-hmm. 
So you are basically this cloaked figure. Um, Jesus. Starting at the base of the tower. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> yes, you are Jesus. Cloaked or the... robed? Cloaked, robed, robed. Yes, I guess it's a ro- <laughs> not quite a wizard a or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are Yoda. Um, <laughs> a taller version of Yoda. Uh, and you starting at the base of the tower. and um, You're basically going to be acting as the UN interpreter for all these different... Um, well, like, it's sort of like different castes of people mm. in this tower. They're all like... It's very segregated. It's like you're basically having to you know, sleuth around, there's, there's like stealth sections, which actually don't suck as much Ooh. as most stealth sections do, but you, you're basically not meant to be in the places that you're meant to be. You're not meant to be okay. ascending the tower. Right. Um, but you're basically having to figure, you, you don't know any of the languages, so you're having to figure out what these, the language is told in like glyphs. Mm. Um, you have these characters, they're all, they do emote, which is a very important part of the game. Um, they do emote and they do, you know, there, there is voice acting, but it's it's an unintelligible language that they're speaking. Um, but they all have speech bubbles over their head and it shows you what glyphs um, are basically what they're saying in the form of glyphs. Um, and yeah, so it's, 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 it's a, it's sort of like a detective puzzle game. It's sort of it's sort of giving me the same satisfaction as something like the case of the Golden Idol or Return of the Obra Dinn. Mm. That kind of, oh, I feel smart for figuring this out. Right. Um, because uh, at the very start of the game, it's the very start, it's in the demo. So it it just drops you right in and the way it just portrays is, you know, um, its mechanics is just so brilliant. And it's just like, okay, I got it understood um so at the very start of the game um you're basically uh uh having to cross these bridges across this water and there's like these sluice that you have to um lower and uh you know uh lower and bring up basically to move the water flow so that you can pass across the bridges and Mm -hmm. so like the first puzzle is there's this lever and there's a glyph, two glyphs, well, two sets of glyphs on it, and it's, okay, three glyphs at the top, three glyphs at the bottom. And it's like, okay, there's a lever, you're going to have to, you know, common sense tells you you're going to have to pull it. Mm-hmm. What does pulling the lever do? And then you pull the lever, and it opens this door. And it's like, okay, from that I can kind of infer that these sets of glyphs mean, okay, the door is closed. And the other sets of glyphs, after I moved the lever and the door opened, mean, means the door is now opened. Mm-hmm. So, and every time you, um, like, a, you know, approach glyphs, you have this notebook and it automatically notes down, okay, okay you've discovered this glyph, that glyph, the other glyph. Mm-hmm. And you can have an educated guess at what they are and you can, like, it, you know, just go into your notebook open up the keyboard i played on um steam deck uh the keyboard's opened up automatically for you and just write what you think it is so it's like okay i think this glyph means door i think this means open or the level was in an up position so 
I'm going to put, is it open? Maybe it's up. And then it's just like, I don't know what this hypoglyph means, just leave it. Mm. And then after you um, discover, uh, you know, several other glyphs, um, the game will every now and then uh, just open up the notebook automatically for you and show you some pictures. And it's like, match what glyph you think each one of these are. And it happens at a, a natural point in each level where it's like, okay... At this point, maybe you should know with, you know, all the people you've seen, all the emotive, emo, you know, the emotes and gestures of all these people that you've seen, all the signage, all the, I don't know, graffiti and stuff like that in the world. May, maybe at this point you should be able to infer what these particular things are and then you start guessing them. And then once you get them right, it like locks those things in mm. sort of like over it in. It's nice. like, mm. okay, you know what right. go means, you know what hello means, you know what door means. And it's like, cool. And yeah, it's, it's a really intuitive puzzle game. Cause I think it does a really nice push and pull where it's like, okay, it's letting you figure things out yourself, but it's also every now and then by opening the notebook automatically for you and drawing in pictures, it pushes you to like being like, okay, come on. You need to know what these are in order for you to not get completely lost and drowned at sea. Um, but I think even if, like, I, I've been to some of the levels. Uh, I, I have finished the game, by the mm. way, but I went to, like, some of the different um, levels in the tower and it was like, okay, I've uncovered 20 glyphs and I don't know what a single one of them means yet. But if you keep exploring, if you keep going around... It's like it works, well, I don't know, like simultaneously it's like I can go to this area of the level mm. first or I can go to that area of the level first. I can go, because these are all like quite labyrinthine like kind of levels and I think probably the biggest complaint is I wish I had a map sometimes right. instead of just like walking around in a circle several times. But mm. um, just like I can go pretty much most places in a certain level like this you know there are some places that are blocked off and that you'll need to know what the glyphs mean in order to get mm -hmm. there but at the start of each level there is like a lot of different places that you can go and regardless of where you go it's like you'll still be able to figure out what the glyphs mean everything is just so well meshed and tied with the you know tied with every other glyph in the game so it's like okay I didn't understand what hello meant over here, but there's more clues as to what hello means over there if I didn't get it the first time when I was back over there and so on and so forth. But hmm. yeah, it's it's it, it, it's a really, really good puzzle game. Nice. Um, nice. In terms of like the linguistic puzzles, it does have other puzzles like standard video game for okay. like soccer man puzzles where you like hmm. Zelda move things around push push boulders kind of thing around and there are stealth sections which are uh, you know they're there <laughs> yeah which is the best thing i can say about them but they're not annoying like most um stealth games so that's not too okay. bad um but yeah just like uh interesting puzzles like that but the linguistic puzzles is where this game shines and what the hook is and as someone who 
very much likes language and translation. Mm. It is very much my street. Nice. Very nice. much up my alley. It sounds... And it's, and it's just really good to look yeah. at as well. It's very pretty. It, it, it does. It's almost got this like um, kind of monochromatic kind of uh, uh, palette to it. You know, every Everything mm. in a scene is kind of like gold or everything in a scene is kind of grey with hints of maybe something. But mm. it, 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 it's, very, it's yeah. tones of grey. It's tones of colors, gold. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of... Nice sort of stuff. And it's got a little bit of. I, mu- I must say mm. that each level has a completely different color nice. scheme, which really makes it pop. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah. It's almost. Sorry, you were going to uh, say uh, something. Only it, it, it kind of uh, evokes Sable a little bit as well in, mm. in its aesthetic mm-hmm. too. Kind of the way that things yeah. are kind of made, the, the the way the characters look and, and that kind of stuff looks very very similar to to Sable. Yeah. Um, yeah, those nice pastel mm. colours it, it, it's got going on, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's really good to look at, so I didn't mind getting lost every now and then. I was like, oh, that's pretty. And the way the camera's perspective changes, like, it goes, you know, sometimes it pans out um, when you're in a, like, really big remote area or, you know, it, it goes overhead. And yeah, just lots of nice camera work. Um, yeah, it's just a really well-made puzzle game. It's like, Nothing else this year that I've played. It was just like, okay, I want to keep going. Just yeah. want to, like even Blasphemous Two, I haven't been back for it for, for a week or so. Mm. But this, I was just like, okay, I really want to finish it. Nice. I, and I just I think it was like three sittings. Oh wow! Um, okay, yeah, sure. I was gonna ask how how long have you spent with it? Uh, I'll go to my Steam because there was some idle time as well. I'm not sure because it was like. I played it over the course of three days, I will mm. say that, so it was three sessions on three mm-hmm. days, but and if I could hazard a guess, I'd probably say about nine hours. Okay. okay. Um, obviously, it depends how uh, quick you are at getting the puzzles, but let me have a look, let mm. me have a look. My name is Juicy Loose Nine. <laughs> Find yourself. Um, it, sounds, it sounds really good yeah. in terms of... The, the kind of like the mix of things, you know, taking that little bit of mm-hmm. um, Return of the Oberdin with this kind of almost like Heaven's Vault sort of trying to identify oh, yeah. the yeah. characters and, and, and understanding kind of language, but also like the accessibility. It, it made me right? want to get back to that mm. Heaven's Vault. Yeah. The, the accessibility mm-hmm. around it going, uh, as Oberdin did, you've got this. That That's correct. Here you go. You haven't mm-hmm. got to guess mm-hmm. every single thing. You, 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 you've understood this. It's locked in. It's done. That's quite nice, not having to just constantly yeah. second guess yourself and think, oh, I, I did think this was hello for a long time. Yeah. But now something has made me think it's not. Like, if it's hello, you've got it locked in and it's done. That's, like, filled out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's nice when games give you that little bit of a, a, a kind of a leg up um, just to mm-hmm. just to keep yeah. keep you going essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Steam says I spent fourteen point eight hours in there. A little bit of idle time, plus I mopped up some of the achievements okay. just before I mm. finished at the end. Um, so yeah, probably prob- I'd, I'd say probably about ten to twelve hours. Um, nice, nice. Uh, but but yeah, it's it, it's like. The best thing I've played this year. I mean, that's for sure. Huge. Amazing! And it's wow. Cold. What again? Not really, because I haven't played a lot this year. But <laughs> but it is definitely, uh, you know, mm. the best thing I've played this year. It's just incredibly well made, incredibly 
interesting um, thing. It's just so satisfying. Like, as I say, like each of these levels, I think there's about four or five. They each have their own separate language, so it's like you are having to translate between this level and that level because the characters do interact with each other. Mm. There are like these things where it's like, okay, we want these, you know, characters to basically, as I say, you're basically a UN interpreter for some of them. And Mm. it's like, it's given you basically a full sentence. It's like you translate what it means in this language um, as compared to the other one. And that is, oh, it's just so satisfying. It's just good. mm. Um, Adam, you asked a question. What what was it? uh, Yeah, what was the full title? Chance. Chance, chance, chance is in like T T S of cinnamon. Yeah, it's the double A that I was missing out on. S E N A R. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it had another N in it until today. So good, good. But yeah, it's really, really amazing. I've added it to my wish list, and I'm downloading the demo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. You, you haven't got to Oberdin yet, have you? No, it's. If no. I didn't have to play, well, now that I know that one game is one hour, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot less daunting for me to start that to review yeah. it next week, and we can talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, good. I, I think I'm going to have to wind us up there for this week. Um, my small child is getting up around about this time every every day. I've heard a little bit of noise, um, mm. so I think I'm going to have to uh, wind us up and go and assist. Um, but uh, before we get back to our beers, and Adelaide, I realise I haven't given you a chance to uh, uh, chat about anything this week, but you've the been thing very, I wanted to say is I'm excited busy. to play games. Yes, yes, I know you've been incredibly well, busy to, you know, not to not have the time to be able to do the games. Uh, but Lucy. Mm. You kept us in suspense mm. about um Oh yeah yeah about something. Yeah, but I want ten games on my desk by next uh Friday, I deal. I mean you ten. want ten games or you want me to have played ten games? I, I, I want you to give, have played I can ten send games. you a list of ten games now. <laughs> even if even if even if you just open the pot, them up on Steam and close them, I still believe you wouldn't be able to because <laughs> even just <laughs> getting to Steam is like uh, I just downloaded yeah. a demo. <laughs> As we spoke, you have to launch know. it. Launching it, <laughs> launching it. You yeah. said oh, that. That is tough. You have I'm to like... launch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my my uh, my very small announcement is um, it's not even that big. I I I think I'm gonna start writing about video games on like a Substack. So, oh, nice. Um, subscribe, just because um, as you'll see in my first post. I'll still continue to write reviews every once every six years, as it seems to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this will just be a very short form. Nice. And yeah, I can just drop them on out of lives as well. Also, that will be no problem. Mm. But yeah, it will just be um, very small thingy. Nice. So I will drop. Well, I'm going to drop it to you two first. Nice. Um, the 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 link uh, as soon as. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe that will actually encourage me to actually write something. I think that's always the way, isn't it? Like you, you, you have the idea, 
You kind of think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I can, I can write. Like, I've, I've had it plenty of times. I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll mm-hmm. do this. I have out of lives. I can just put it on there. Um, but mm-hmm. suddenly when you have this thing that is kind of yours and maybe is only something that you will contribute to, it kind of pushes you that little bit mm-hmm. more, especially mm-hmm. if it's like a Substack yeah. or it's going out to subscribers. It's, it's, it's delivered by email. It's that kind of thing. It, it pushes you maybe just that touch more, which then... Mm-hmm. Once you start getting into it, opens you up even more to yeah. doing all of the other things as well. It, it, it yes. is that kind of stepping into not necessarily the unknown, but into the not so recently experienced. That's what the streaming, space. the weekly streaming window I had mm. for that, especially during lockdown, was for me. It was four out of lives, but I was the only one streaming for out of yes. lives, and it was a like structured window, yeah. and it just gave me the extra bit. And then I ended up playing games outside of. officially right (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, it'll just be a a lot a lot more free flowing and not as well won't be reviews it'll just be crap that i call it for now i'm calling it short musings about short video games emphasis on the short (laughs) (laughs) short musings i don't know if it's worth going into a wordpress and so you know, putting you know something unwatched a, um, uh, out of lives when it's six lines when it's like this game is crap. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, I didn't like. Or, the, I like uh, this game. Yeah. So yeah. there is a um, <laughs> album, a punk music album from I want to say 1999, but late 90s, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that is called Short Music for Short People. Mm. Came out uh, I want to say Fat Rack Records. Um, That's brilliant. And it's. <laughs> It's a compact disc album with 101 yeah. tracks. <laughs> Remember, compact discs were limited to 74 minutes total. <laughs> and the first well, song is, is like heavy guitar riff. Uh, how, uh, basically, I'm yelling, I've got a short attention span. And it's like a five second track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is now the soundtrack to my uh, Substacks. Yeah. Thank uh, you for that. No, I'm Googling him. Oh. Yeah. Good. Oh my god. Oh, According to, go. So apparently, um, the entire album is on YouTube. And it's only 50 minutes. <laughs> but it's, a, it's 101 different bands contributed to this. Wow. Right, it's like not not like one guy being like, oh, "Here's George Young, here's the song." No, it's it's a hundred and one bands being dumb making short music. Uh, maybe and I'm not that original after all. Maybe, or maybe this was just in my mind yeah. somewhere. Maybe I we need a, we need a book, a hundred and one video game reviews through the ages, and it's just one sentence okay. from a hundred and one different yeah. people about different games. The first track is, "Why don't people understand?" I've got a short attention span. A short attention. <laughs> good um right let's finish there for this mm-hmm. week uh, we'll return back to the beers uh i started i will kick us off i really liked this beer um i was a little bit not worried necessarily with it being a milkshake ipa and it being key line that it was going to be too much I, I did have that thought in my head that it was going to be really big but this was really nice and balanced it wasn't too big it didn't blow my head off which is great when we're talking about flavors which are quite and can be quite sort of uh, um, 
like off-putting you know lime and stuff can kind of mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. overtake everything and it can be just a bit too much whereas in this it was balanced out very very nicely with a little bit of sweetness that lactose a little bit of pastry in there as well so it was a very very nice beer um and would be better i think again in the sun um in the middle of the day this would this would hit a nice refreshing spot i think um and you know it was nice and wet wasn't wasn't dry didn't drag me back to it too much so yeah this is very very well made and probably one of the better milkshake ipas that i have had uh so that's that beer lucy arpas mm. yes uh not a milkshake mm. but it brings all the boys to the yard <laughs> um <laughs> It's yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've still got a decent amount left. I thought it was at first. I was like, it always finishing a bit dry yeah. because I kept. I know it's kept going back to it, but I think it's. I think it satiated me just enough, and it's like very good. good. It's very soft, very pillowy, very easy. Um, and yeah, can't tell it's eight percent, but that's fine just just knock it back, smash it back. it's fine have 12 of them in one perfect. night perfect Do just just yeah. mainline Very mainline good. straight in um and adol <laughs> speaking of beers which may not quite give away their percentage yep i've been nursing this because i'm aware of how strong it is and the <laughs> fact that i had three or four half pints of 10 or 11 percent beers before this mm-hmm. uh and you're surprisingly coherent. Especially for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's the adrenaline of this whole no longer being precarious job situation. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I'm glad. It's great. Find it on tap. It tastes slightly different in tin. It's good in both. Um, also, having had three of the five... I think three of the five. One, mm-hmm. two... Yeah, three of the it's five. Good going. Um mm. Five years of sour beer, Vault City beers, I would say, if you see one, have it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the two I haven't had, given their names uh, and who they're collaborating with, are going to be any, are going to be bad, mostly because also I haven't really had a bad Vault City. Uh, and the ones they, the two I haven't had, like the one with the draught, is seems really super interesting, and I'm going to try and track it down. Uh, but they're great. Um, these are really interesting. They're... They're 10, 11%, all of them, and they don't taste like it at all. And I mean that in the, like, they don't have that boozy character on the taste or the aftertaste. They have a viscosity, but it works with what's going on. So it's, like, not quite dangerously strong, but they're mm-hmm. all very good. Um, and, I mean, love Vol City. Why not celebrate their five years with them? Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well good, said. good. Um, I've just gone on their website see if I can find these beers. I think they are all on their website still. Um, they are, yeah. So, yeah. Take a look. I might put a little order together with them and get those just sent in rather than trying to find them from somewhere. Um, but good! Uh, they are the beers this week. They are the games that we have been playing. If you'd like to talk to us about games or beers, you can get us at tanked up cast on the socials i'm at nova underscore four seven lucy is juicy and at short musings about short video games i'm really looking forward to seeing that (laughs) 
Tweet out a link. Okay. Tweet out a link. Yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll have to remember how to tweet. Uh, you mean X out all day. Post. Isn't it post? Oh, I don't know. Isn't it? I don't know. That's tweet. I've got to learn how to do link X. You put, I will throw out to my blue sky and my <gasps> threads. Oh. Have you got to send me an invite to Blue Sky? Oh, do you want Blue Sky? Yeah, oh, I've had Blue it for like Sky. a month. I've just been oh, out of the country. Yeah, in, yeah, I'll definitely. I have three invite codes. Invite still, isn't it? Lucy, Ben, if you want Blue Skies, I can send them to you. And person listening, I don't know what that is. It's, <laughs> it's another. It's supposed media to be the Twitter platform, replacement. Yeah. but okay. it's um. Well, it's invite only right now. So yes, Mastodon. Uh, hi. Uh, Mastodon seems to have kind of died. Look, I'll be on MySpace. You can find me there. Uh, Friendster. Uh, I'm going to be on Internet Relay. Because then, because you used to be able to put a music thing for every time you want to. Yeah, you could just do each track of that album or something. Exactly. Join us us in the IRC. Join us in the Out of Lies IRC room. Um, Oh, don't tell me. Tempt me. I might make one. (laughs) Is MySpace still around? No, it got killed. Can I make. I don't know. Well, they, they because of like GDPR and stuff. I know, like if your account, <laughs> your like accounts have been vaporized. I'm pretty sure. Right now, oh, no. my two friends, what, Tom <laughs> and. <laughs> Let me see if I'm right. Okay, about three, that. Friends. <laughs> um, three friends. Go to net friends and look at all of the things that we put up there as well um you can see our faces on the beers at our out of lives youtube page or join us on twitch when we record live that's all the places it's all the beers all the games it's us it's the stuff we do thank you very much for joining us this oh week. i lied my myspace still exists it just doesn't have any oh it has one picture and everything else is broken everyone this else. is really funny sorry yes we're processes. wrapping up bye we will, we will. <laughs> I'm waving. He's waving. Goodbye. www.outoflives.net